Welcome to the Fit Dad Club podcast. My name is Travis Jones. I'm here with Jason Barrett and we are doing part two of kicking your 2024 right in the dick, right? It's, it's about kicking our 2024 goals <laughs> off with a bang because we want to have the best year ever. And I think that is the biggest thing. It's, it's setting goals, it's achieving goals and not living every year on repeat. Um, if some of you have done that in the past, it's time to make a change today. For anyone watching this on YouTube, all the stuff behind me is just Christmas wrapping and everything toys are everywhere from uh you know school holidays so my my room is not my temple today my room is the kids temple of clothes and christmas toys um so and you're just borrowing <laughs> yeah exactly i'm just borrowing it jace how you doing today buddy yeah good good we've uh we've still been getting those sort of five o'clock five thirty a.m wake ups which has been you know just taking it as an advantage for productivity when your your child forces you to be in the 5 a.m club she's like come on dad you gotta you gotta step your shit up so um that's that's where we're at today but nah doing um doing really good hope you're all out there enjoying the second week of 2024 kicking off uh you know for a lot of people it is their first week because a lot of people kind of write off that first week um you know it's, it's just like oh you know some people aren't working during that time or they start work halfway through it's like oh it's not a real week yet um but you know if that is you all right well welcome back to the to reality where you know life still goes on regardless of how close it was to new years and uh if you weren't that person then well done you're a week ahead of everyone else so let's um yeah let's let's jump into the part two of creating your best 2024 we're looking at goals and how to achieve them in areas of family fitness and in finances these are you know principles that will be applicable across all these areas for yourself whether it is about your relationships your relationship with your kids um you know your fitness which is obviously the biggest thing that we tend to talk about here and then also your finances and you'll find and this is one of the things that a lot of guys that i coach as well as, as well as you trav will find is it's not just about oh you know eat the right food hit the training sessions and see you next week because everything is so interlinked and if you're having trouble with your you know relationship that's going to cause you issues with your food that's going to cause you not want to not train if you don't have money then you can't afford the food or the gym membership or whatever right all of these things are interlinked and they cause stress and they have competing priorities and it's important to not just like let a couple of them go in pursuit of one um, because we talked about this last week, right? If you haven't listened to last week's, highly recommend you do because it does lay a lot of foundations for the rest of what we talk about. But you you lose a lot by just kind of dialing in or trying to dial in on one uh, one thing at the expense of all others. Like unless you're an elite performer or like an athlete in the sense that you're competing in like the Olympics or you are, you know, a bodybuilder who's, you know, hit the peak, you're going into Mr. Olympia, like you don't need to dedicate your entire life to this stuff. It's meant to be bite-sized. It's meant to be something that you can manage and fit in among part of your life. But I think that's one of the biggest issues is that guys kind of tunnel vision on it. I tunnel vision on my fitness for 12 weeks or a 10-week or an eight-week challenge. And then after that, surely it'll just maintain itself. But that's just not the case. It requires that constant updating and that constant balance of well what is my biggest priority right now and it's constantly in flux and shifting and you know in the last week i haven't gone to the gym much we spent some time with my with my great uh, with my grand um Amy's great grand up in lancelin you know during that time it wasn't the most important thing for me to go out and do my workouts and that kind of stuff although i did i did do a couple of uh sprint intervals which um which uh i saw how far can i how fast can i run at this pace turns out not very far so um <laughs> I, I learned that about 2k is my is my limit at like a sub five minute pace. So that'll be nice to get up.
But uh, yeah, that was my tangent and my introduction into what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah, man, I'm excited for 2024 and another you know 52 episodes with you. And I think you know for us to do this, it takes mindset and grit, and that's where we're taking off today because it's showing up some, every yeah. day, showing up every week, even when you might not feel 100 percent or you might not be you know 100 percent there because you've got a lot of things going on, but. For us, like we talked about before, there's like there's 3D goals, there's fitness, there's family, and there's finances. And in that finances does come your job, come, does come your business. And for us to create impact this year, which is our theme of the year, is to create more impact. It's really showing up every week and trying to provide as much value as possible for you guys who are listening out there. Um, and, you know, dads, you know, for all of us, our, our goal and our duty is to impact one, our families and those around us with the best version of us, because most of the time people don't listen to what we say, they listen to what we do. Um, so mindset's the biggest thing, right? We, we have to talk about mindset before we talk about grit, because our mindset is the way we view the world. You know, there's going to be challenges this year when you're embarking on your Masogi, which is the, the big goal that we talked about earlier, whether it be a marathon or a 10K, it could be losing 40 kilos. You know, you have this big challenge that is the, is the theme of your year. Um, you have, you know, saving, maybe you're saving $10,000, you're going for that job promotion. Maybe, you know, you're going away on a holiday with your family. You create these date days for your, for your kids each month. I'm not sure, but... Inside that, there's definitely going to be obstacles that are going to stand in your way because it's not smooth sailing. You don't just go, oh, I'm going to achieve these goals this year and all of a sudden you achieve them. No, you know, if it was that easy, everyone would have abs, everyone would have all the money they want and everyone had, would, wouldn't get divorced. They'd have the best relationships, right? But because there is obstacles, because we live in reality um, and because sometimes we're a bit messy, like my room, we have to understand how do we continue to navigate this whilst it is challenging and that's based on how you view the world if you've had obstacles in the past and challenges in the past and and it will happen again this year and you start to look at it as a oh this always happens you know i i can never lose weight i can never get ahead and we start to have that negative dialogue because we see the world as something that's squashing us down. The world is happening to us and we aren't in control of our destiny. We aren't in control of our progress in life. Then of course you will fail. Of course you will have those setbacks and those setbacks will actually define your year. You won't define your year. Your setbacks will define your year and it'll be just another uh, you know, notch in the rung of you not achieving what you set out to achieve. There's a reason by, you know, I think it's like January 21, 90% or 90% plus people give up on their New Year's resolutions. They don't have clear plans. They don't have any grit. Their mindset's fucking shocking. And they haven't understood that, yeah, it's not going to be easy. It's going to be challenging. If it wasn't challenging, you would have already done it. So you have to go, no, there will be challenges. You identify challenges and you understand there has to be sacrifice and you are willing to pay the price because you have to pay a price. I am willing to pay the price and I am in control of my actions. I am in control of my emotions and I am in control of my direction on this planet. The world doesn't happen to me. I happen to the world. And I think there's a big um, difference with that because I think when we feel like the world is determining our direction in life, we feel powerless, right? Or um, um, 
I guess just disempowered. But when we feel like we have mm. control of where we're going, we feel like we hold the power. It doesn't matter what you throw at me. I will find a way. Uh, I'll get over the, the hurdle. I'll get over the bridge. I'll get over the wall. I'll get over. I'll smash through the door and I'll achieve my goals because when we can't hit plan A, we go plan B, C, D. There's 26 letters in the alphabet. And we just keep going to the next plan because there is a power of agency inside of us. We know inside us that we have the power to control our life and we have the power to change our life as well. And I think that is the most important mindset that we need to take into 2024. Mm, I think a lot of people find it easier to give up and they find it easier to just not go to the next plan and the next plan and the next plan because they will uh, internalize the failure or they internalize that struggle. And we talked a little bit about failure at the end of the last podcast, but how important it is to see any roadblock as a challenge not an obs- uh, or an obstacle to overcome as opposed to a definitive, you're done, go home. So make sure that when you are you know, achieve, trying to achieve something and maybe it doesn't work, like I was trying to go for some um, some runs and my ankle started really sort of giving me some grief and I'm like, all right, well, does this mean that I have to stop? No, well, let's get some assessment. Let's see, you know, have I got the right shoes? Am I doing the right warm-ups? Or let's start going down the line of things. Are there some things I can do to make this better? And then if it, you know, after all of that, it still persists, it's like, well, what are some other things I could do? Maybe I'm going to take up fucking bike riding. I'm going to be a long distance biker and build my calves up from tiny little things, right? Maybe that'll, maybe that'll work for me. Maybe that's actually the goal I should, uh, I should aim for. But I love the idea of looking at mindset as, the set of filters that you applying to the world because the world just is right it's not good or bad or you know it's indifferent the world just is things are just you know going on we're the ones who give meaning to stuff we're the ones who create meaning out of all of the stuff that's going on for some people it might be like well because my my moon is in libra and my sun is in taurus that's why all of these things are happening to me um and because i was you know uh, because my parents were gemini's that's why like that might be it for some people but it's that's the meaning that we're giving to things the meaning that you give stuff is way more powerful than just the stuff happening the meaning that you're giving to shit, the internal dialogue and monologue that you've got going on that's going, hey, well, hopefully it's just a monologue. If it's a dialogue, you should probably see someone, you know, you've got two, two voices going on in there. Um, I guess you do. You've got the fat dad and the fit dad. So maybe it is a dialogue. But having that, that, uh, that filter and the awareness of, hey, I'm filtering this. What am I filtering it through? You might be filtering the world through your experiences of it never works for me. Nothing works out. I've got to be an Aussie battler. I've got to, you know, everything's got to be hard. Nothing comes easy, right? All of these filters that you've picked up along the way for whatever reason, it might be from your parents. It might be from just tough experiences that have taught you that you've got to not expect anything good to happen because it never really does and it always gets taken away. And by expecting that, you create it. You create a lot of self-fulfilling prophecies in your life. So the first thing that you need to do, as Travis was saying, is you've got to evaluate your mindset and what I would consider to be your filters and maybe clean those filters out like you would for your car or your aircon or anything else and go, what like what shit is clogged up in here? Why, where, why am I filtering the world in this way? Right? Everyone has the same 24 hours in a day. Why are some people doing it and some people not? Some people have the constraints and they're still making it happen. Some people don't have the constraints and they're still not making it happen. Why? What are those filters that I've got in place? How am I looking at the world that's causing me to choose these actions or to choose to give up? Because it's a choice at the end of the day if you're not willing to take full control of your life. And 
that is not to say, like I said, randomness happens. We say it all the time. Life and randomness, like randomness never doesn't happen in life. It's always going to be there. So you've either got to, as Trav said, take the reins of your life and take control and say, I'm going to do, regardless of how much it is you think that you have control over, take control over that part. Take control over the stuff that you do have control over and scale it up from there. But first you've got to evaluate what are my filters? What is the shit that I'm filtering out that might be positive? And what is the stuff that I'm focusing on that might be negative? Completely agree, mate. I think like if we understand that it's going to be hard uh, rather than it's going to be smooth sailing, because it's definitely going to be hard, guys. You're trying to change the trajectory of your life. And when we're trying to change the trajectory where we're already going on and shift it upwards, well, you're going to push outside your comfort zone. That means we need to really try and you know, cultivate grit, right? And I think this is the biggest thing. You know, people need to get more gritty. Uh, they, they have to understand that the five characteristics of grit is perseverance. We need resilience. We need courage. We need some passion and we need some conscientiousness. So I think, you know, can you persevere? Like, I, I think that's a big thing. Most people give up so early. And I, I tell my guys when I coach them, there's, you know, we're, we're doing a Metcon and it's at, you know, 15 minutes, we're, we're balls to the wall, we're pushing hard. And there's two types of people in the world, right? There's, when, when I tell them there's like 10 seconds left, you know, there's people start to wind down, they stop by the five seconds before and they just give up. All the other people, it's like there's 10 seconds left. And in their mind, it's like, there's only 10 seconds left. I need to push as hard as I possibly can to get as many reps out as possible. And it's like, you just have to go, which person am I being? Am I persevering mm. and pushing to the end? Or am I giving up just before the finish line? Uh, like, it's just like same in a running race. I tell my boys all the time. It's like, run through the finish line. You don't start slowing down 10 meters before the 100 meter race. You start, you slow down once you pass the finish line. Like that is life. You go all the way to the end. And I think that perseverance to the end is key. And resilience is probably one of the biggest things that most of us need to have. Like you're going to get, you, there's going to be so many days where you want to press snooze on your alarm. There's going to be so many days where you know, the food you prepped is off or someone ate your food out the fridge or you get home and it's just the food wasn't there that you thought was there, right? It, that, and that's going to cause, have, have you to cause to create resilience in choosing what am I going to do now? Okay. And if you start to default back to prior habits and prior behaviors, well, yeah, we're not going to have resilience because all of a sudden we're on this quest to achieve greater things this year. You know, we got hit with a roadblock. We default back into bad behaviors. Well, that doesn't actually help us move forward at all. We need to go, no, I look for these obstacles because in these obstacles, it gives me periods of growth. It gives me periods to overcome these challenges. And that's what I'll default back to in future times because if I can overcome it once, I can overcome it again and again and again. And all of a sudden, your new default is overcoming challenges. And that's how resilience is built. It's built by doing hard things. So that's why, you know, cold showers, I don't care if you do ice bars. I don't care if you do do ice bars, right? I, dis I actually don't give a shit. But the really thing I do love about people doing cold showers and doing um, ice bars is it's fucking hard, right? And if you say the last thing you want to do in the morning is hop in a cold shower or hop in an ice bath. And it's that little bitch voice inside of you saying, don't be an idiot. Don't hop in there. It's going to be cold because you know it's going to be damn cold. But if you can overcome that, 
okay, and you do something hard first thing in the morning, what that is, is doing is cultivating resilience. It's a learned habit. It's a learned trait. It's a learned characteristic trait that you can build inside yourself. And by doing something hard first thing in the morning, what it does is it sets the tone for the day. It's like you put a check in the, in the yes column to start your day like, fuck, you can do anything to me. You're not going to put me in an ice bath because I did that. I didn't want to do that. And I did it again and again and again. So guys, resilience is massive. And I think also being courageous. No, like most of us need to have a little bit of courage. And it's not the courage of like, um, you know, going and saving a, an animal or your child or anything like that. That's not the type of courage I, I really care about whatsoever. Like do it, go for it. Like, but the type of courage I think most of us bitch out on is when your friend's like, oh, you're still doing that diet thing. Or like, why, why don't you have another beer? Or, you know, well, come on, man, just have, have a pizza with us tonight. And if it's not on your plan, have the fucking courage and the set of balls to tell them to fuck off, right? You have to actually step up to the plate and being, have the, the courage and resolve inside yourself to stay true to your mission. And that's the actual courage that I care about. It's your, the character trait of courage, not the courage of doing crazy ass shit. It's the character trait to being, have, being courageous within yourself to stay aligned to the behaviors that you said you were going to do. And that is the courage that no one can take away from you. If you can cultivate that and you can develop this, you can develop and achieve anything inside your life. Mm. That reminds me of, um, I mean, the biggest thing with that, especially at the end there was peer pressure, right? Mm. And you have either peer pressure in the positive or the negative. And we talked a bit about accountability and that kind of stuff last week. But what example then do you set for your kids? E again, even if they're not seeing this behavior, it's about being in alignment and being in congruence and having integrity regardless of who's watching, right? You, as long as you, if you have integrity in the darkest room of your house where no one is watching you, everyone's out for the day and you're doing the things that you said you needed to do and you said you wanted to do, that's real integrity. Integrity isn't when everyone's watching, you've got a spotlight on you because yeah, obviously you're not going to do anything you know, wrong in that regard. But when you're not with the kids, it's easy to go, oh, I'll give in to peer pressure. What example then do you set? Or even when your family or your wife or your partner or whoever is like, oh, let's just get takeaways. Let's just get KFC tonight. Let's just do something easy. And it's like, oh, the kids, oh, come on, dad. Oh, they see dad cave to peer pressure. What happens when they get offered drugs or you know, alcohol when they're too young or whatever? I always remember a, um, a time when I was like, 16 and a couple of my mates were um, smoking and we're going for like a walk around the block and, and just like, you know, it's like nine o'clock at night or whatever, just typical beach borough things. If you're from Perth, you understand. Um, but they just kept going like, oh, go on, just have one, man. Just have one. Like, I was like, this feels like a um, one of those like uh, commercials or like the plays that come into schools and say, oh, come on, just have a cigarette, bro. Don't be a bitch. I was like, I didn't think that actually happened in real life, but it fucking did. Um, and I just kept going. The same thing. I was like, nah, I'm right. Nah, I'm right. Nah, I'm right. Because my, like, my granddad died from lung cancer, right? My mum smoked for years and years and years before she quit. And it just was not great. She had a number of health issues and stuff. Like, all that stuff out of I was like, nah, that's like, I have no desire to do this. Just kept going, nah, I'm right. Nah, I'm right. Nah, I'm right. And then a couple of them were like, oh, come on. Just like, don't be a pussy or whatever. One of the guys actually was just like, nah, just leave him alone. If he doesn't want one, he doesn't want one. And it's like, those are the real people as well. Those And knowing that, 
the people in your life, when you say you want to do something or don't want to do something, will support you unconditionally. Like there's an element of, yeah, as guys, we'll take the piss out of each other a little bit, whatever. It's like, oh, you know, oh, Robbo doesn't want a, uh, he doesn't want a beer. He's having one of his protein shakes today. Um, you know, there's a bit of like the ribbing, but then when it comes down to genuineness, they're like, nah, but you know, seriously, like good on you, man. You know, proud of you or whatever. And then they start to see the results. And what we've noticed with a lot of our guys, the friends will start to see the results and then they'll be like, that's pretty good, man. What are you doing? Yeah. What's going on? How'd you do that? I want to lose the belly too. Like those are the, and those are the, the, the real people eventually. Yeah. There are people who are a bit, a bit shit. You got to sort of cultivate and, and create your list of people who maybe aren't, pushing you towards being the best version of yourself in 2024. But as Trav said, that requires grit. That requires a level of courage to, you know, go against the norm and go against the grain of maybe what's been going on in your family, maybe what's been going on in your friend group for 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 years. You've got to break that cycle. And that does require courage and that does require grit. So rather than thinking, oh, maybe I'm just being a little bitch by not having the pizza or the beer or whatever. It's like, no, you're being a little bitch by giving in to that peer pressure when it goes against what you want. And that that kind of reflection point is what I want to touch on here is always reflect back to, is this going to bring me further away from or closer towards the things that I want this year? That's And that's the ultimate guiding post. If you don't have that, that's what this whole podcast and the last two episodes have been about, is creating that. That Misogi, first of all, that big defining event, that big goal that you want to achieve. And is this going to move me further towards that or further away from that? And then that's the only filter that you need to apply to your decision-making. That's the only thing that matters. You can make it very black and white for yourself and then it's not this, oh, it might. It's like, no, you know if something's going to bring you towards it or away from it and then you just live by that alignment. But as Trev said, it requires resilience. It requires grit. It requires having the, the right mindset to filter out all the bullshit because you can have as much grit as you want, but if you've got to grit your teeth through 100,000 challenges, eventually like everyone's going to have their breaking point. The yeah. goal is to minimize the amount of challenges and to minimize the friction so that you don't need to access the grit all of the time. Because, I mean, I think even um, like Dorian Yates, one of the um, Mr. Olympia multiple times, biggest bodybuilders in the world, he would wake up having nightmares that he had gone off his diet and eaten like ice cream or chocolate or whatever. And then he woke up in a panic and he's like, oh no, no, I know it's all good because I just don't keep that stuff in my house, right? And that, that's, that's a level of, uh, of food, you know, being anal about food that we don't want you to get to. But if he's not testing his grit and his resilience, like, oh, I've got to make sure that ice cream's in the house, but I'm just not allowed to have it. I've got to grit my teeth. It's like, no, just make it fucking easy for yourself. Find, Trav and I were talking about this, find the path of least resistance for you that works best for you right? In all areas, when it comes to your relationship, what's an easy thing you can do that your your wife loves? Even if it's like setting yourself a reminder to send her a message in the morning, like if you work FIFO, to send her a good morning message and that you love her or send her a little video just to say, hey, I'm thinking about you or whatever, or send one to the kids, whatever. Have those little easy wins that will help you be more productive, be more affectionate, be more you know fit, be more loving, be more on time, on task, whatever. Find those those little strategies, regardless of what they are, you don't have to try and grit your teeth and, and, and knuckle white knuckle through it. You've just got to find the way that works for you and then you've just got to stick to it. Exactly, man. I, I completely agree. And I think it's everyone has to find that least path of resistance so they don't have to rely on grit and willpower. Um, but knowing that, because if you're lying on being gritty all the fucking time, like that's hard. Like it's draining, it's tiring, and you'll eventually break. Well, most people will. Um, but 
if you can try and orchestrate your systems, okay, because you remember, James Clear says, you don't rise to the level of your goals, you fall to the level of your systems. If we don't actually cultivate uh, that little bit of systems in our life to make it a little bit easier, and then we only have to get gritty when the systems fail. Um, and then if they do fail, you reflect and you grow and you make the systems better. But I think it's making sure that we, we create those systems around our life so we don't have to use grit all the time as well. But Shifting from this, I think the last bit of the mindset that I think we, we need to understand is making sure that you have a growth-based mindset this year. Like 2024, you can't you have to get rid of the fixed-based mindset and move to a growth-based mindset. A fixed mindset, um, people feel that their abilities are fixed, right? Like, you know, you've heard, might've heard people say, I'm not a runner. I can't lose weight. I don't like, I, I'm not a reader. Um, you know, I, I, I can't cook. Right, that is a that's fixed based um, conversation and fixed based mindset. We like a growth based mindset is the belief that our abilities can be developed. Um, you just have to want to develop. You have to have the grit and you have to have the the overcoming of the challenges to develop them. So remember, guys, I don't care if you're forty kilos overweight. Like you can become a runner. I don't care if you don't know what a, a, a saucepan is, like you can become a great chef. I don't care, or at least a fit dad cook. Um, you're like, like I, I don't care like where you are at the moment. The past is done. The future and like there's the past behind us. The future is in front of us and we're right in the middle. We're right there. And we get to determine what our abilities are going to be over the next one year, five years, and 10 years. And you can develop those skills and abilities like you're, you're a first year apprentice right now trying to transform your body. And over the next three, four years, like it gets easier and easier. Um, and the first year apprentices, the ones that give up because they're just the shit kickers essentially. So it's like, it's, it's tough. You do the grunt work and you, you stuff up and you're trying to learn skills and you stuff up again but they keep coming back and then all of a sudden over time they move through their apprenticeship and that is just like life like when you're trying to change things you need to go i need to develop skills i need to find people with those skills that can help me because I, it's harder to try and do it just by myself and go through the failures and if i can go through someone's role model through success then that's also easier if i'm accountable by them that's easier again so i think you have to have a growth-based mindset this year and guys you might be thinking right now i do have a growth-based mindset and then if i start to question you you, you, you might not because you might have a growth base in one area of your life, but you might be fixed in other areas. Remember, we're three-dimensional guys. We're fitness, family, and finances. You know, if I, I tell you to make an extra 20 grand this year and you're going to say, I can't do that, well, that's a fixed-based mindset, right? You, I'm not going to tell you to make 20 million if you're making 20 grand right now. Well, that's you probably could, but that might be a little bit too outside, far outside your comfort zone. Um, but if we go 10% above, there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to do it, guys. You just have to get, have the growth-based mindset. You have to look at the skill sets, look at the abilities, and look at what you need to do. And then you start to execute on that plan. But I think it's so crucial. You have to be have a growth-based mindset across all areas, being three-dimensional, to truly grow and change the trajectory this year for 2024. Yeah, and I think a big one that a lot of people screw up is the relationship because they're like it's like you've got the partner 
after like a couple years, you kind of set in, settle into your rhythm and then you, and this is the biggest thing we hear about. It's like you stop doing the things that won you that partner and got you that partner in the first place. You stop doing the, the romancing. You, st- you start, you know, farting in front of them and then, you know, just pissing on the toilet seat and doing whatever else, other little things that just kind of add up over time. And, um, you know, this, it just reminds me of a, uh, of a, um, the a Simpsons episode from long, long ago where they talk about their mom and they're like, oh, you know, we think that she's kind of like the, the bathroom floor, which can be wiped clean, but she absorbs everything that touches her, like the bathroom rug. And it's like, it just all piles up in this big, squidgy, disgusting rug. It's like, that's what happens over time, especially for guys with your, you know, if, if you have you know, a female partner women will, they'll, these things add up and these, all these little tiny things that you keep doing and that you stop doing, it adds up. And there are a lot of women who will not necessarily bring it up or have the conversation with you until they're almost at breaking point, until they're really at that point where it's like, all right, I've got to go. So you've got to be aware and you've got to say, all right, well, how can, you know, how can this relationship grow? It's like, oh, we've already had kids and we're married. It's like, it's not like there's another stage, quote unquote, for us to go to, but that's not what it's about. It's about the continual growth and the continual appreciation and the continual uh, improvement of your conversational skills, of your um, you know, prioritization of them above other things, even though, yeah, you know, oh, yeah, you know I love you. It's like, yeah, but they need to hear it. Understand, like continuing to work on your relationship, continuing to work on things like your um, understanding your love languages, right? If you haven't read the five love languages from a relationship perspective, highly, highly recommend it. It is a game changer if you're not aware of it. You get to understand, hey, the way that I'm expressing love may not be the way that she's receiving it. And as a result, I feel frustrated because I don't feel validated. I don't feel like she's recognizing all the love I'm putting out there. It's like, yeah, your version of love is mowing the lawn and working late because you're doing those things so the kids can have a backyard to play yeah. in and, and you're working late to make money. But she doesn't see that. She wants quality time. And then you come home and you're fucking tired and you're not there. And you're like, why didn't you appreciate me? And she's like, why don't you love me? And it becomes this whole thing, right? So read that book. Ideally together, involve your wife, communicate with your wife as to how you're feeling. One of the biggest goals that I've set for my relationship in 2024 is to be less defensive and to be more open. I find that that's a big cause of conflict in our relationship is when I'm overly defensive because ultimately I just don't want to let my wife down. I don't want to feel like I've failed her or feel like I've made her upset or um, feel like I've let her down, basically. That's that's one of my big things. And when I do feel that way, I get defensive and I then try to justify to try and alleviate the little bit of guilt. I feel like, oh, I, I let her down. I don't like that feeling. Um, as opposed to realizing, hey, she's, you know, she's her own human being. I'm not her keeper. I'm not responsible for the way that she feels all the time time um I, i'm not i can't determine oh, i've i've let her down that's me now i've got to try and control it and take it's like no she's a human being she's allowed to also feel let down if i don't do something um you know if i don't do something i said i was going to do or whatever that's all okay but that's my big one is for me letting go of the defensiveness so realizing that especially in relationships that's an area where you can really sit in that fixed mindset where yeah we're married we're happy together things are the same all right well Things being the same in a relationship, it's called things getting stale. Things getting Mm. stale is what leads to them declining. So you need to be active in your relationship. Just like you can't not go to the gym for six months and then expect to keep all your gains, that's just not going to be the case. You can't not go to work for six months and expect all all the money and your job to still be there when you get back, right? Um, Unless you've got long service leave, that shit shit does not count. Um, So the biggest thing is, as Trevor was saying, shifting that fixed to a growth mindset in all areas and realizing that, hey, if you think something is fixed or stagnant or stale, it's like that's because it is. And if you aren't willing to grow it, it's going to decay. So 
put the effort in and put the, the I guess, the attention even towards it because it doesn't take much. A couple of conversations here and there, one date night, a week or a fortnight or one night even what my wife and I do, we'll sit down and just talk about like, how are things going in our relationship, have that, that meta conversation. Work, it's like a business, working on the relationship as opposed to in the relationship and giving that sort of bigger picture view People don't do that enough in their business. They don't do that enough in their relationships. Um, and they also don't do that necessarily enough in their fitness if they haven't got a coach who's doing that stuff for them. Mate, I, I so agree with that. And I think, you know, with the relationship side of things, I think Tony Robbins quote, which you probably took from someone else, but if you treat the relationship um, at the end of the relationship, like you do at the start, the relationship will never end. Um, so it's like so, so yeah. often at the start of the relationships with anyone, we go above and beyond, right? We, we want to win our partner over, our, our you know, future prospective partner over. So, you know, you take out the trash, you're doing this, you're doing that, like you're taking him out, you're whining, you're dining, you're, you're trying to be the best version of you. And then slowly over time, there's not a new partner, it's just your partner. It's the same as your car. You buy a brand new car and all of a sudden you're parking it away from other cars. You don't want anyone to scratch it. You're driving slower behind people or uh, you, you just you look after it so often and so well and you want to clean it out. You want to make sure there's not rubbish in it. You make sure the kids aren't eating in it. And then, you know, after six months, there's been a ding on the door from some idiot in the car park a year later. There's food in there a year later. It's just not as like it was, but now it's just a car and you stop looking looking after it the same because it's just a car right and that's exactly the same as how people start to act with their relationships you stop whining and dining them you stop taking out the trash now it's like a chores list oh no you take out the trash no you take it out and it's like it's a back and forth You, you don't go above and beyond and I think your whole life you should try and go above and beyond for your partner because remember guys like you chose that person hopefully to be next to you for the next 40, 50, 60 years of your life. Like you chose that person, right? And and they let that happen. And <laughs> so I, I think like for this, it's like you, you want to try and look after that person in all aspects for as long as you can. And with the love languages, you know, the way I saw love growing up is is gifts, right? You know, if I love someone, I'm going to buy something from, especially from my dad. Um, and you know, I thought that that's how you showed love, and you you worked hard because he didn't really have much time for me. Um, I saw him once a fortnight. Um, when I was, did see him, I was at his office when he was working, and he would like try and buy me something. And you know, that's how I sort of would live, right? Like I was buy a gift, I buy an expensive watch, or I buy a, you know earrings or a necklace. And like, Liv is not a gifts person at all. And I was like, why aren't you wearing the watch? And then because I would buy her something, and then she wouldn't wear it, it would actually cause conflict internally inside me, making me not feel loved because I was trying to express love through gifts. And then when she didn't validate that love by wearing it, it then caused me to have internal friction saying, why doesn't she love me? Why, which I know is ridiculous, but this is our internal dialogue, guys. So what I had to understand is by reading the book, The Five Love Languages, Liv's love language, her biggest one is acts of service. And her second one is physical touch, right? Um, it's not the type of physical touch you're thinking, guys, get your head out the gutter. It's just you know, being next to her and touching her. And being, and, and it's a bit of quality time, but it's more physical touch, just touching each other. Um, but, you know, Okay, acts of service. So me not having to be asked to put the trash out, me helping out around the house more, her not having to say, hey, can you do this? But me knowing I can do that just because she appreciates it. And it's not her saying, oh, thanks for 
uh, putting out the trash today. Travis, that was a great acts of service inside love. Like you just do it and you know it creates, uh, you know she feels it and I, I know she feels it. So for me this year is one of my daily habits because um, I slip in and out of it. I try and be better, but you know, again, 2024, we're always trying to level up. I'm a really big ticking off of a list kind of guy. Um, you know, I love that little dopamine, dopamine kick. For me, it's like 15 minutes a day tidying the house at night right? Like the, the, we've had dinner, I've read to the boys. It's like, I'll walk around the house and I'll actively just tidy the house so I can be the best version of me because I know that if I can help as much as I can, I'll probably step, no one comes into this room except me. So I need to do this myself. Um, but you know, it's just making sure that I can help and I can give those acts of service. And I was talking to one of my, um, my guys yesterday about his 2024 goals and we're talking about his relationship and we're talking about date nights. He's like, oh, where they live is actually quite rural. He's like, I can't get a date night out each week um, because like the babysitters and it's just not the restaurants where he lives. I was like, don't worry, like I'm the same. Uh, but instead, it doesn't always have to be a date night, guys. It can be a date lunch. It can be a date breakfast. It can be a date coffee date, right? Like you just, you want to date your wife. I think, remember guys, you, you didn't always have to have an elaborate date when you first started going out with them. Like it doesn't have to be an elaborate date now. You can literally just go to coffee and not be on your phone and have a date once a week where you're present with them talking about your hopes, your dreams, and talking about how the week was, talking about how they are and how you are, and actually having a great conversation and communicating and being present with your partner. I think that is a massive thing. So maybe you do go out for dinner once a month or once a fortnight, but you have a date every week. I think you just it's actually just dating your wife is such a big thing as far as having those 3D goals. Picnic, here's your hack. If you have a backyard yeah. or you have a park, get a picnic rug, Get a couple of you know champagne glasses or whatever. Fill it up with 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 soda water if you're uh, you know if you're on the the shred life. Um, pack a couple sandwiches, a couple pieces of fruit, crackers and cheese, whatever you know. Chicken sandwich. We we do that all the time. Take that out to um, Kings Park up in here in WA. A couple of times we've done that. It's like or even just in the backyard. Like do something like that. That's an easy way. Just changing the environment, doing something a little bit different where you've just got that time to to look each other in the eyes and chat without your fucking phone. That's probably the biggest thing. Put the phone down. When the, here's, here's the number one hack for all, all dads. As soon as your wife is talking to you, put your phone down. Just lock it and put your phone down and look her in the eyes. She'll be like, whoa, what the fuck? She, and, and she's like, I was actually going to ask you to Google something for me. Like, Damn it, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think that, that kind of leads us into, for me, um, a little bit more about grit. It's like we've, we've got the mindset we're looking at. We've got a growth-based mm. mindset. We're looking to improve. We're looking to grow. Where we're going to get friction. We're going to get challenges. A lot of for a lot of people, you know, your your partners might test you a little bit, uh, and it might be a little bit hard to get them on on board initially with what you're doing. It just might be that that bit of a friction. It's like, oh, he's doing something different. What's going on? Um, and oftentimes, when you do say you're going to do something, they want to see you prove it, and they're going to challenge you and want you to make it stick. Same thing with your fitness. You're going to get you know injuries and little pains, and you're going to oh, not feel the best. Are you gonna? Your kids gonna start waking up at four in the morning and all this other stuff. That's all gonna happen. So in order to get through that, you need grit, and grit is a combination of passion and perseverance. And the biggest thing for me is like my, I guess my number one is like above perseverance is passion because passion kind of leads into perseverance. It's like if you're passionate about what you're doing and you're excited about your goal and you're pumped to try and make it happen, right? Like for us, 
with this business, like we're trying to, to grow and impact as many dads as we can to help combat the the wave of you know childhood obesity that people are learning from their dads, from their parents, to increase the number of dads that are able to run around after their kids, to be there with them, to be active, all of that good stuff, being better role models, all of that is going to create a, a net positive impact on, you know, if we're being cocky, on Australia as a whole and eventually bigger than that because it's a movement of dads who are just wanting to be better. That is exciting. We've got passion for that. We want to see dads do that and make that happen, right? It was passionate enough for me that I ended up running 5Ks even though I haven't run in uh, in years. I haven't, I've never run consecutively that far, but I set the goals like, all right, I've got to set a bit more of an example here. Um, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not built to be a, a, a jacked, swole bodybuilder. So let me, let me, let me lean into my, my long legs, right? Um, but that passion about what you're trying to achieve will get you through the harder times until the harder times become easier. So number one is passion. Have a passion for what you're looking to do and why. That's why we talk about setting that why and saying, I'm not just doing this because, oh, I want to get abs or I want to get fit. It's to be an example for my kids to show them that there is a better way than this generation after generation of overeating and using food to solve our problems and all of that like compounding We want to cut that off with us. We want to be the last link in that chain of generational obesity and using food as a crutch. So we've got to have a passion for what we're looking to do and we just need to have perseverance. Grit is the big differentiator between those who succeed and those who don't. There's a difference between people who get through and over the roadblocks and the people who give up at that point because the friction is too much and they just stop. Right, So you've got to have passion and you've got to have the ability and the willingness to persevere. And as Trav said, it starts by knowing that the journey is going to be a bit hard. There are going to be challenges and making the rest of the journey that you can control as easy as possible so that when those things do come up, it doesn't eat into your uh, your like um, like your reservoir of Your grit. battery. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, your willpower battery, right? Like a Tesla. You gotta, you gotta keep that baby charged up. Um, don't, don't drive 500 kilometers out where there's no, uh, there's no Tesla charging point. Um, but yeah, that's the biggest thing is the combination of passion and perseverance. Yeah, man, I, I, I can, I, I can't agree more than than that. It's like I think I want to really coin the term generational health. I think we mm. everyone talks about generational wealth. But no one really talks about generational health. Like I want to be for me. Well, they do now. They do now. Exactly. It's like you want to be the dad that sets the example for the kids, and then you want to be the granddad who sets the example for the grandkids. Like I, I like I want to stay fit enough that I can still beat my grandkids as they're growing up in a run. Uh, like, and don't worry, Jace. Mm. You, you're not now. You're just a hybrid athlete, right? Like you, you were you were <laughs> a lifter. Now you're hybrid. Um, so it's like people yeah. are like what now you I've do, actually you got to get strong to justify my poor five k times. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you just do it. You just you, start, just, you know identify as a hybrid athlete and you become one. Yeah. So uh, I That's think me. you know grit, guys, passion, perseverance. Like I'm a passionate as hell about this. You know. So yeah. I, I, you can tell the way I talk at times. It's like it just I, I, I want the goals for some of my guys more than they want them. And I think that's okay at times because as a coach, what we do is when people sometimes don't have the belief in themselves, if we have more belief, there's a transfer of belief. Like, you know, you can transfer energy. You can also transfer belief to someone to help them believe in themselves a little bit more Then they win a little bit and then they win some more and then they win some more. And we have tools in our tool belt to do that. Um, sometimes I have to micromanage to help transfer belief, but like it's, it's the understanding that anyone can change their life. 
if they want to. And all it does is just they have to ask for a little bit of help. But guys, moving out of grit, and I think, you know, it's embracing the failures, it's having the passion, it's having the perseverance, you know, to actually cultivate grit, I think there's a couple of things and a bit of mental resilience. We need some daily affirmations. I, I, I do... I don't believe in just, you know, yelling out to the world saying, I am the best, you know, you know, look at me. Like, I don't believe that, but I do believe in giving yourself a high five in the morning. Like, you know, Mel Robbins, you know, like she wrote the book, The High Five Habit. Like, I do believe in doing that. And I do believe in embracing where you are, embracing what you've gone through and understanding that the day right then is always, every day is a pivotal day for the rest of your life. Because every day you're choosing to move forward or backwards. I think that's a big thing. So I walk up to the mirror, I literally high five myself because you try and frown. Like read the book if you haven't, The High Five Habit by Mel Robbins. But you cannot frown and high five. It doesn't happen, right? So you wake up, you look in the mirror, you high five that sexy motherfucker looking right back at you. And like you, you high five yourself. And it's like, you got me to today. We've gone through some highs. We've gone through some lows, but you know, we are going to keep going. And just because you've had setbacks in the past, today is another day that we keep forging forward. And you have that power of agency inside you. So I think it's, it's not about being woo woo and rah rah. And it's, it's not a Tony Robbins ceremony. You're not going around hugging everyone, but it's just, it, it's being real and raw with yourself. I think that's the affirmations I actually like. It's going, no, you did this, you can undo this. And today you are going to crush it right? And I think with the affirmations, today you're going to have some obstacles. And I know that you have the willpower and you have the resilience and you have the grit. Your name is Travis Jones and you can overcome them. I think it's just reminding yourself like deep down who you are, like, like cementing and anchoring your name is Travis Jones. Well, my name is not your name. Um, it could be Travis Jones out there. Take his identity. Like, just do it. <laughs> exactly. My name is Travis Jones. Like, and I have the power inside me to do anything I want right? I can overcome anything I want. And it's my choice to give up or keep going forward when times get tough. And I am the type of person who chooses to keep going forward. And today is going to be another day where I prove that. And I think that's the type of real and raw affirmations I like. And I think, you know, a bit of mindful and med- mindfulness also helps a meditation. You know, again, if you haven't meditated before, I would also say try and start meditating. It definitely helps. Um, you know, I try and meditate. I, I, try, I say I try. I do now um, and more and more. And it's, again, one of my things this year is just to meditate, you know, every single day um, for at least 10 minutes. I have my red light therapy. I put it in front because I know the power of meditation when I do it consistently, how much better I am at when the stimulus happens, which is the outside world coming at us with a trigger and my response, when I meditate, I can expand the gap between stimulus and response and I can choose a better response. I can, I, I, I'm not reacting, I'm responding, okay? So when I don't meditate, I'm also react. When I do meditate, I'm also respond as, in, is, as if I'm the best version of myself. And it just allows you to be more calm as an individual. So I think a bit of meditation definitely helps. If you haven't meditated before, like reach out to us. We'll help you out with some different meditations, some guided meditation. It's not woo-woo. It's not rah-rah. It's actually proven in science to make you a better person. And I think then lastly, to cultivate grit and mental resilience, it's like find some role models. 
Find some people you look up to. Find some people doing the things that you want to do. Like follow them. Look at how they live their life. How can I incorporate some of these things into my life the way they are? You're not trying to carbon copy someone, but you're trying to get tips, techniques, cues, and guidance off people who are being successful in areas that you want to be successful and modeling their success in your way. I think that's a big thing as far as really cultivating the grit on a daily basis. Hundred mm, percent. As we've talked about time and time again, you got to reduce friction. You got to reduce the roadblocks. Find the path of least resistance for you. Find out what your plan needs to look like, and then just start taking action on that. Um, the for me, like consistency with this kind of stuff, it all comes down to that that big goal. Uh, having a big mm. vision, having the masogi, having the thing that you're striving towards. It's just like when that is top of mind as best as possible. And then this is what meditation and mindfulness are really good at is bringing you back to center, right? If you think about uh, going to be a, uh, another sort of weird um, analogy, but thinking about like your computer, how often when was the last time, you know, for most people, they turned off their computer or even turned off their phone and like actually sort of like powered it all the way off. Probably a long time for a lot of people. And it's like, well, no wonder it's like fucking struggling with all of this stuff and all these background processes and tabs you haven't closed for weeks going on. And this is kind of what it's like when you're going through life without having something to bring you back to center. You're constantly like getting a little bit further away, a little bit further away, a little bit further away because you just keep doing and doing and doing and doing and it just builds and builds and builds and builds and it becomes this big, uh, what they call like monkey mind where you're just like all this other random stuff is going on and what meditation and mindfulness or any kind of practice where you just stop for a bit and just try to intentionally either do nothing or bring yourself back to center is just taking a couple of deep breaths and then it's like, all right, letting go of all the noise of the world, thinking like, I don't need to be anywhere right now. I don't have to do anything right now. I'm just going to take five minutes for myself to get clear on how am I feeling, what's going on. Especially for guys, we struggle to, especially in the moment, we struggle to articulate how we felt about things that have been going on. And it takes us sometimes 12 to 24 hours to really get to the core of, how did I feel about this event that happened or what this person said to me or how my wife spoke to me or whatever, like rather than reacting immediately in anger, it's going away and saying, hang on, why did I feel that way? And then you can have a conversation. Hey, I felt this way because when you said this, it made me feel like this and that was a big thing for me and it upset me. It's like, then you can have a proper conversation rather than when you're constantly out and you're, all these other things are going on. It's like, oh, that's, no, that was mean. Oh, fuck you. Or, you know, get fucked or whatever. You know, how dare you? All of those, how dare you was probably, were you from the medieval times? How dare you say this <laughs> to me? Like, <laughs> how dare you, wench? No, don't say, don't call your wife a wench. That's number one tip to, <laughs> don't, don't do that. Um, but that that mentality of, of like, everything's going on and then I'm just going to react comes because you've not reset your operating system. You've not turned off, powered off your hardware for a second. And that's what your, your goal is to do with meditation and with that mindfulness. It's just to stop, bring everything back to center, remind yourself, hey, what's important to me? Why am I doing this? How am I feeling? It doesn't even necessarily need to be, yeah, the most positive affirmations that you do in that time, although it's a great way to finish it. Once you get clear on how you're feeling, it's like, all right, you know, I'm feeling a bit overwhelmed right now. There's a lot of stuff going on, but yeah, you know, and, and you know, that's okay. It's okay to feel that way. But you know what? I'm also Travis Jones and I can fucking make this happen. And um, I've gotten through harder things than this. I ran, I ran a fucking marathon without an appendix and, and you know, <laughs> I lifted a car off my entire body. And every year that, that story is going to just get more and more inflated till he's like single arm bench pressing a Chevy. Like, um, <laughs> exactly. But that, that, men, that uh, mindfulness 
and meditation to bring you back to center is what's going to allow you to then go, all right, yes, now I'm refocused on what is important to me because we lose sight of what's important when we get caught up in all the busyness. So you've got to give yourself some stillness to remind yourself, number one, how am I really feeling? And then number two, what really matters to me? Mate, 100%. I think lastly, just before we wrap up today, I think there's a, there's a concept because using a power list and it's, you know, it's just a, a really a focus list. Andy Frasilla calls it the power list. Um, mm. Now it's a focus of like five things each day. And I really like it. It, it gives me focus. You know, we create challenges about it. Um, you know, I, I'm using a, a project fit day for a 90 day challenge for myself at the moment that some of our guys are going to start undertaking in a couple of weeks, which is, you know, just focusing on five key areas um, in their family and fitness on a daily basis to up level as a, as a father and also in your fitness. And for me each day, it's, this isn't just my power list, but these are the five things that I want to nail each day at the moment, which is making sure that I hit my 10K steps, making sure that I do a, a 20 minute plus workout, make sure I do 10 minutes of meditation because it's a key thing of one of my things I want to do each day, um, especially for the first 90 days to sort of cement the habit this year. Um, I want to make sure that I'm having uh, like some family time every day, like at least for 20 minutes every mm. single day. I want to have that. Um, like I, I'm, I'm nailing these things. I want to be also tracking my nutrition. So I get five points across the board and these are my five key areas that I want to be ticking off. And if I'm doing it, it's like 35 tasks a week where I'm not up leveling as a father. I know I'm up leveling in my fitness as well. So that's, I know then I'll come out the other side of this 90 days, a better version of myself. But when we look at the power list, all it is, is every morning you write the five things you want to achieve. And it could be doing a 20 minute workout. It could be hitting your steps. It could be, you know, one of your tasks that you need to do um, at work. And it's like, okay, I need to reach out to 10 new prospects. Or it could be like doing the, the 15 minutes of tidying each day. It's just part of your power list. And you might do your power list and you might finish it by like 11 a.m. Doesn't mean you clock off for the day. You just start moving on to other tasks. It's just the power list of the five most critical tasks you need to do on a daily basis that you were trying to install into your life because these habits aren't currently installed. So you're installing them in there and they're key to you moving forward as an individual. And as they evolve and as they get cemented inside your life, you can adapt this power list and put new things in, the, in that sort of daily focus as you're trying to continue to shift your identity upwards and and onwards to become the best version of you. So it's writing it out every single day. It's not just having it there and writing it out once and looking at it. It's like writing it out every single day. It's ticking it off every single day and executing on those five key areas or five key things that is the list that, you know, if I do these three things, I am up leveling in my family, my fitness and my finances, and I'm moving forward towards the best version of me. And as you go through the next quarter and the next quarter over 2024, you continue to up level and you continue to grow and become better and better. Mm, 100%, 100%. It's that compound effect, right? It, mm. You just focus on getting that little bit and it's just a little bit at a time, but the consistency is what will get you there. You don't need to focus on big quantum leaps over and over again the compound effect of just one percent one percent one percent right if um i've said i've used this example before if you're you're lifting wait let's say you're bench pressing 60 kilos at the moment and you add 1.25 kilos each side to two and a half kilos uh every single week you do the same let's say 10 reps right 10 reps at 60 10 reps at 62.5 the next week if you could just keep doing that forever like everyone's like, oh, that's such a tiny amount to add. Or even if you add it to a deadlift or a squat, it's like 2.5 kilos. It's like nothing, right? It's like a, it's like a fucking jug of milk. 
You do that every single week, though. And at the end of 52 weeks, you've added, like, it was um, be like 125 kilos, I think. Right. Is that right? Uh, 2.5 I'm kilos, 2.5 times 50. <laughs> I'm just I'm I'm just going to call it. Let's say it's like 100 and something kilos. Yeah, it is. It's 100 it's like plus kilos. kilos. It's 100 plus, 100 plus kilos. Exactly. You're benching 160 kilos at the end of the week. Now, guess what? You can't do that indefinitely because eventually it's like, whoa, this is you know it's too much. But that's the, the the concept of progressive overload, right? You eventually work your way up to being able to do these things. So don't con- and also don't concern yourself with oh, how do I bench 100 100 kilos? It's like, well, let's focus first on benching 62 and a half, and then 65 and work our way up there bit by bit by bit rather than trying to set you and say, oh, how do I achieve that? You, it'll be a lot more easy to achieve that when you're benching 95 than it will currently while you're benching 60. So don't concern yourself with how am I, the how of later down the line. Just focus yourself on the next 1% and then the next 1% and then the next 1% just getting iteratively better and better. Don't think about, oh, how am I going to do it in three weeks' time? I've got a, an event where I'm going away and when am I going to fit the, mind, the mindfulness or the meditation? It's like, don't focus on that. Just focus on getting it in every day for the next three weeks. Focus on getting it in tomorrow and today and that's it, right? And if you continually have that site, like ideally you're planning a bit further ahead than that, but don't concern yourself with the plan for that far out when you haven't even taken steps eight, one, two, and three yet. Don't focus on steps 20 and 25 because they're just irrelevant. The path will change by the time you get there. Your abilities will change by the time you get there. Your consistency and your mindset will change by the time you get there. So create for yourself, you know, create the the mentality of just the, you know, just the next step, just the next couple of steps. Those are all you need to focus on to ultimately be your best version of yourself, right? Do plan ahead for your anniversary. Put that in your calendar right now if you don't have it in there uh, and then put a reminder in two weeks out to get gift, look up what year, what anniversary is it? Is it paper or cardboard or or diamond or whatever, right? Hopefully it's not diamond. It's a fucking, fucking expensive one. Um, but put that put that notification in your calendar and plan it in advance. But other than that, just focus on the next couple of steps and the rest will take care of itself. I think, mate, honestly, progressive overload, I think the biggest thing is there was, and it comes back from like ancient Greek um, philosophy. I think they talked about, or like an ancient Greek story. Um, There was the story of um, Milo or Milo, probably Milo back then, um, of Croton, Mm. when, you know, they saw him when he was older, this fully grown man, and he would carry a, a fully grown bull on his shoulders. And they're like, it's amazing feat of strength. And they're like, how are you so strong? And what happened is Milo, when this bull was a calf, that's when he started carrying it. And he would carry this Mm. bull on his shoulders every single day until it was fully grown. And obviously every single day, every single week, the calf becomes bigger and bigger and bigger until it's a fully grown bull. And that is the concept of progressive overload. I'm sure that's Mm. where uh, it came from. (laughs) But that is the story that they tell anyway, which is exact progressive overload in the gym, right? Except, Mm. you know, you're putting 2.5 kilos on instead of carrying a fully grown bull around. If you can do that, film it, send it to me. I'd love to see it. But um, (laughs) other than that, guys, like that is the concept of progressive overload. But 
that is for us how to set your 2024 goals out today guys i hope you know you understand the power of mindset grit resilience the power list it's understanding role models and success so hopefully you listened last week and really trying to create that 3d plan around your family finance and fitness if you need help with this if you feel like there is a gap between where you are and where you want to be and you're currently like how do i get to where i want to be i don't know the roadmap i don't i can't put it into google maps it doesn't it's taking me on detours i keep getting lost i'm broken down then go to fit-dad.club book in a call let's have a chat to you about where you are and where you want to go and we will actually help you understand the exact roadmap to success and we'll coach you there as well so go to fit-dad.club let's jump on a call to help you out we want to make 2024 your best year ever guys and you know leave us a five-star review leave us some comments tell us what you want to talk what you want us to talk about this year guys but that is the roadmap to success for you to have this year as your best year ever yeah. Another one as well is if you do know any dads who you think are crushing it, um, that you'd love us to have a conversation with to bring on the podcast to hear their insights as well, let us know. Send us a message, uh, comment on the video, comment on the uh, on the you know page, do whatever. Because um, you know we're happy to have more dads, more different perspectives on that are doing really well. And you know it doesn't necessarily have to be fitness, but in multiple areas of life, so we can have a bit of a conversation as well. So um, let us know who you'd love to see on, or uh, more about you know what you'd love to hear us chat about and we'll go from there. But like Trav said, go to fit-dad.club. Let's make 2024 your best year ever. Doesn't just have to be about fitness. We'll help you in, in every aspect of life. That's the goal uh, because it's not a uh, it's not a vacuum. So come on in, enjoy, join the team and we'll look forward to uh, yeah smashing this, this year with you. And um, yeah, that's it for me. Too easy guys. We'll talk to you next week. Have a great week.